Welcome to the Adopting Joy podcast. I'm your host, Colleen Joy Ryan. It's my passionate mission to share inspirational insights, actionable tips, tools, and techniques that you can apply immediately so you can create your best life. Sample topics include dealing with difficult people, how to get motivated and stay motivated, and transforming your struggles into success. If you're looking to create a more free and fulfilling life filled with greater happiness, health, and healing, you've come to the right place. My goal is to help you love your life. It's one of the secrets to adopting joy. years ago, I conducted in-depth conversations with more than 200 managers, supervisors, and a handful of human resources personnel, as well as CEOs, to find out what were 10 things that most employees don't know or do to keep their bosses happy. Now, I've been fortunate enough to have conducted keynote speeches for conferences, conventions, and business training seminars in 48 states and six countries before thousands of people for two decades. I was also a manager myself when I was an advertising executive And now, as a keynote speaker and a personal coach, a business coach, I hire people as well. So I am back to being a boss. So I have my finger on the pulse of anyone who is in a leadership position, whether, and maybe this is you, whether you work for a large corporation or you are a business owner, or maybe you're just looking to get a promotion. But I really feel like I've got my finger on the pulse of these people who are in leadership positions and and what they want. It's almost like I have a backstage pass to what bosses want, how to get a promotion, and what they never want to see from their employees. So whether you're somebody who you're looking to get your dream job and you want to know, you know, what are what are, are a couple of the traits that bosses look for? Or maybe you're a business owner and you know how important these, these things are. Um, or maybe you're just wanting a promotion. So I'm going to just give you two. In the interest of time, number one and two. Number one, the first and most important thing bosses want, and this is going to be obvious, is based on my research with those in leadership positions, attendance ranks number one when bosses consider whether an employee is a good worker. Now, this would seem obvious, but but here's something that I hear a lot in the workplace. Many young workers, and typically this is people about 18 to 22, think they should be judged by the work they do, 
not by what time they show up for work and leave at the end of the day. However, many managers as well as business owners consider attendance and punctuality to be major success factors. Attendance also tops the list of criteria when bosses have to fire one employee or another. So all things being equal, attendance tops the list. Included in this first ranking is a factor you might not realize. Do you actually start working on time? <laughs> now, believe me, your boss, as well as your coworkers, you know, if you've, if you've got a boss, if you've got coworkers, and you know this, they notice if you walk in, then you go to the bathroom or the break room, you make coffee, you hang out there for a while, you're chatting up a storm, and then finally start working much later. I know for me, when I was in the um, corporate world, you know, whether I wanted to admit it or not to myself, I, I knew that I was being watched. And, and we all knew if we were um, being watched in terms of were we showing up on time, but starting up on time. Now, even if you're productive and you, you can come in a little bit later, you know, and maybe even leave early, even if you're productive, a lot of managers and supervisors, I use those words interchangeably, they worry about you starting your work late because of how it affects the morale of others because other people are looking. And some bosses have told me that if they make allowances for you in this area, they'll have to make allowances for others. And they don't want to do that. The second thing that bosses want to see, and this was such a this was such a big one, it really could have been tied with number 1 be a team player. So number two is be a team player, willing to help your coworkers and customers. I heard the word team player over and over, whether I conducted private one-on-one -on -one interviews with people face-to-face, -face, whether this was on the phone, or whether I was conducting a keynote and interviewed people afterwards or did breakout sessions for conferences. So team player kept coming up over and over. And admittedly, it was a surprise to me that this phrase was mentioned so often and was the second top trait or behavior bosses want. Obviously, productivity is an important reason for this, but the effect that being a team player has on the morale of others scored even higher than productivity. Now, all of this research was conducted for my book that came out a number of years ago, Secrets Your Boss Isn't Telling You. And it was quite alarming, I have to say, just how much they would confide in me. And I'm guessing it's because I don't work for their organizations. Also, I think I'm a pretty open-minded person to hearing another person's point of view and what other people have to say and how they think. Um, I will also say that as part of number two, bosses overwhelmingly mentioned 
willing to help others, you know, willing to help anyone, whether it was other bosses, whether it was uh, customers, clients, or um, people that they work with, willing to help others, especially in terms of sharing job knowledge, skills, and ideas. Simply put, managers and supervisors don't want to be bothered with emotional conflicts among their employees. And you know what? I would say the same thing for employees or if you're an independent contractor. You know, if you think about it, everybody wants people who show up on time and, you know, reasonably speaking, start work on time. They don't shirk it on everybody else. And if you think about it in your personal or professional life, you want to be around people who are supportive, positive people, team players, people who are easy to get along with and people who you can trust. So you can certainly see where this wouldn't just be an issue with managers and supervisors, but where this is an issue with um, employees. You know, anybody that has to work with these people. Anybody here who is listening, if you are a business owner, even if you don't have full-time employees, but part-time people, um, I am sure this resonates with you. <laughs> People that show up on time and they are nice and considerate and kind to other people. Bosses consider good employees to be those who attempt to resolve issues on their own first without always running to the person in charge. And when I'm speaking for an audience or when I'm doing private coaching, because I don't just do private coaching for corporations, but for business owners as well, or people who are wanting to go out on their own and have their own business, I will often ask people, especially people who are in a leadership position, do any of you feel like you're running an adult daycare. <laughs> and they always laugh and say, yes, you know some of my employees. You know, if you're listening, you might feel like you're working in an adult daycare. So it just, it takes a lot of time and energy. You know, we all have aspects of our jobs that we don't want to do. You know, certain tasks that to us are, maybe they're boring, or uh, they're hard, they're going to require a lot of learning, a lot of effort, brain cells, whatever. We all have aspects of our jobs that we don't want to do. So if you like the people that you work with, it makes a huge difference. Um, I love the person who works on my website. Same thing with my graphic designer, you know, I don't even really have to tell her anymore what to do. She pretty much just knows it because we've communicated so much. It's almost like she can read my mind. This is after working together for about two years. I love the person who helps me with social media. All these people, they are not just experts in their field. I also have somebody that I'm working with, an editor, 
as well as the owner of a publishing company for my upcoming book, Adopting Joy. And all of these people, what do they have in common? Not only do these people have an area of expertise where they help me, but they're easy to get along with. They're nice people to work with. So that really counts for a lot. Even if you're doing volunteer work, you know that if you enjoy the people that you're working with and the people that you are serving, it makes a huge difference. Many managers and supervisors, this is what I see in the workplace. Many managers and supervisors get promoted to management or leadership positions based on their hard skills or their technical skills. In other words, they get promoted because they were doing a good job. They, and maybe you, received a promotion. They received a promotion because they did a great job. But in these areas that they excelled at, the skills that got them promoted aren't always the ones they need to manage people. And so most of the speaking and the training that I do for associations, for um, Native American tribes, for businesses, most of the training that I do is on soft skills or interpersonal skills. Because all of you can probably think of people that you know, you know, they're very knowledgeable, they're very book smart, but they really don't have the soft skills. You know, they don't understand the importance of giving somebody constructive feedback in a tactful way, or they just don't understand the importance of communication, or they don't understand the importance of appreciation. You know, people love to be appreciated for a job well done. You know, we all, to a certain degree, like appreciation. So for some people, you know, they've been promoted because they were doing a good job, um, but they don't have the soft skills. And that's why they don't want to deal with issues such as conflicts between employees. Not only that, but these managers and supervisors, and maybe you, if you're a small business owner, you're already overloaded with work yourself. So these people are overloaded with work themselves and don't have the time to deal with emotional problems between coworkers. And when I say emotional problems, I'm not talking about uh, things in their personal life, you know, where you really do want to have an idea of what's going on and you want to be empathetic so that you can help them to come up with a solution and you know, what's 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 going to work for both of you? Because everybody's human and people have things that that come up. So attendance and being a team player, somebody who treats others with respect, is kind and helps others. If you've listened to my other podcast episodes, you know I love quotes. I am a quote freak. So in closing, I'll leave you with these two. Now, in the first one, you might know someone like this. And in the second quote, this may be you. You may recognize yourself. The first one is by Edgar Bergen. He said, 
Hard work never killed anybody, but why take a chance? <laughs> and the second one is by Robert Frost. The reason why worry kills more people than work is because more people worry than work. I like these quotes because they're humorous. Having a sense of humor, it's one of the secrets to adopting joy. Please, if you haven't already subscribed to the Adopting Joy podcast, please do and share it with your friends. You can follow me on Instagram at adoptingjoy underscore. That's at adoptingjoy, J-O-Y, and the underscore symbol on Twitter at adoptingjoy. I'm also on Facebook at Colleen Joy Ryan the one in the U.S. Thank you.